Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Pulp Hockey Show with Ray Ferraro and Steve Mathis. Support the show by clicking the Amazon banner on PulpHockey.com before shopping. Follow the show on Twitter at Pulp Hockey. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Stitcher or your favorite podcast app. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp Hockey Podcast. We're back. Uh, it's going to be an exciting year. Thank you for listening, everybody. Please check out the archives if you want. Uh, lots of great stuff back there. Uh, it's been a fantastic summer. Uh, the only thing we gave you was a um, a classic hockey game uh, between myself and, uh, and Ray Ferraro talking about uh, a couple of classic hockey games. We might do some more of those down the road. But thanks for listening. Subscribe on iTunes, uh, pulphockey.com. Subscribe on Stitcher app if you want to. Any Google Play app as well. You can get the show on that. We're going to do these each and every week throughout the hockey season. And uh, thanks, everybody, for the support. And follow us on Twitter, at Pulp Hockey as well. I am uh, Steve Mathis, and with me on the line, uh, the best analyst in the game right now. We're lucky to have him. I'm lucky he decided to do a podcast show with me. Former NHLer, now working for TSN, Ray Ferraro. What's up, Ray? How are you? Uh, I'm good. I um, had, a, had a great summer. Um, enjoyed my time off, um, which after traveling around as much as I do for the winter, it's like it's mm-hmm. kind of nice to get a break and uh, got lots of good family time in and, uh, um, you know, got, uh, you know, went on a couple little trips with with uh, my wife and kids and then uh, um, did a bunch of stuff around Vancouver where we live. And then mm-hmm. uh, in August, went to Ireland and Scotland to play golf for for 12 days and that was just incredible and beautiful and the courses were awesome and then um came back and started huh? figuring out where everybody's playing year, so and uh, back to work yeah and you got uh, radio hits all throughout the country of canada all week long and uh you're squeezing this in you're calling games it's uh it's you are now wide open right ferraro yeah exactly well it's funny like from july the first to this week, which was September the 18th, I didn't didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I was on holidays, and it takes a takes about a week to get used to being on holidays, and then you're like, man, this is pretty nice. I'm not <laughs> flying anywhere. I'm not doing any radio shows. I'm not, you know, I'm just relaxing, and it was awesome. And now I'm you know I'm ready to go. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's time to get back to work, and I like to work. I love my job, and. Um, so I did a game in Toronto last night, first exhibition game, and um, now we're we're up and running full time. Are you are you rusty? Like your first game back? Like you know you know what I mean? Like are you? Does it take a little bit to get into it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there was a couple times I was, you know, I was talking and I I couldn't find the end point of what I was talking about, <laughs> so I just kept on talking. And um, you know, so yeah, there's some of that for sure, and it's. You know, it's certainly different. You've got a bunch of players that you're, you know, a bunch of them in each game that you're not as familiar with. Uh, some of them are younger prospects. Some of them are guys that have played in the American League or in Europe. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I try to do, um, you know, I, I, I like to find something on each of the guys, especially those that don't 
um, you know, haven't been in the NHL or, you know, they've been in the American League. And, you know, where I'm doing the game with Gord last night and a defenseman named Eric Bergdorfer scored for Ottawa. He's played mm-hmm. in Buffalo system a bit. And, you know, Gord had a real neat note that he, you know, he went to college and he played four full years in the East Coast Hockey League before signing an American League deal and playing, you know, in the American League. And then he actually got a couple of games in Buffalo last year. Like, I think that's a pretty cool story. Like, they, a guy sure. that stuck with it through four years in the, in the coast, which is not an easy deal, and it actually got to the NHL. I think it's, it's pretty cool. And so we try and find a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. uh, about the guys in the, in the preseason. I, I tried to do a couple of these pods in the summer, everybody, but you were not having it, and I, and I respect that decision. A hard yeah, I'm not no. interested. Yeah, hard no from Ray Ferrar, everybody. Yeah, that was, but, uh, that, that was the Heisman you got. But, not uh, not going to happen. I'm, uh, I do – I. I value my time off, put it that way. Yeah. Well, I'm stoked that we're doing it now. We, we started last year. Uh, you joined the show. We were trying to do it a couple years ago, and we didn't get started till November last year. So now we are going every week, and maybe we'll do a few uh, bi-weekly shows if things pop up or whatever, some big news or whatever. But um, great feedback all summer long and all winter long from this. I think people really like listening to you, Ray. Not so much me, more you. <laughs> well, it's I, I appreciate that. It's fun. It's I mean, it's I'm watching the games. We're talking about the games. Mm-hmm. It's something we we enjoy. Um, the people that listen, uh, they love the game too. And you know, obviously, the longer format, you get to talk about some different things and talk about them a little bit longer than I'm I might on a regular radio hit. So mm-hmm. um, that that to me is the fun part of a podcast. Any of them that I that you listen to, it's like. Yeah. You know, just the longer format is, it's it's interesting, and so each week writes a new script for us. We don't have to no. we don't have to invent anything. Somebody's going to do something, and um, and there'll be lots to talk about. Absolutely. Um, how do you feel about your two hundred million dollar pitcher coming out of the bullpen? I'm glad he's coming out of somewhere. Okay. All right. I just wondered, just checking on your socks. So. Uh, so that would be the team that's in first place. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, but Ray, I mean, let's face it, the Astros and the Indians are on a collision. By far the best team. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, will you be wearing your Blue Jays hat when you watch the playoffs? <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. I mean, we're counting down Joey Bats's last days, by the way. We're counting that down. That's what we're focused yeah. on right now. Yeah, that's, that's what you got to do, I guess, you know. <laughs> oh. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm concerned about their starting pitching for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, like, how could you not be? Sales never had a great playoff record but he's you know he stumbled a little bit lately but he's you know had mm-hmm. a had a pretty dominant first part of the season and you know i mean he's their number one guy and um you know and then you uh drew Pomeranz has had an, had an awesome year he drives me crazy because every pitching line is the same six mm-hmm. innings 103 <laughs> pitches and then he's out yeah i'd like to see him go a little deeper but anyway He's had a great year, but after that, it's been just wow. an absolute crapshoot, man. This Doug Fister dude, he's just claimed on waivers, I believe, right? And uh, he's he's been great. So yeah, the last two starts, not so much. Okay, um, Rodriguez is a young guy. Yep. Um, you know they they just Porcello's had a had a brutal year, and I mean that's what they got, and they're going to go up against you know Cleveland and Houston, and you know my gosh, they're like yeah, those teams look like they're really primed.
you know. They do, absolutely. Um, all right, everybody. Listen, it's September in Canada, so boating season is uh, coming to an end. But if you're listening to this uh, in the U.S. or whatever, you're still boating. Uh, allpointsinsurance.ca. Uh, leave your worries at the door. All points marine, uh, all risk, agreed value protection, claims paid without depreciation. And uh, lots of great coverage, winterizing, freezing, and vermin coverage as well. Uh, that would be rats and stuff. Um, please check them out, allpointsinsurance.ca. Uh, this is a countrywide uh, Canadian uh, coverage for your marine and watercraft. So uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. We really appreciate it. Looking for some more guys. And uh, I think we got a couple lines on some people wanting to join the show. Ray Rich is great. The the listeners are up. We we gained a ton of listeners from November to uh, whatever the last show was, July or whatever. Um, yep. So that's awesome. It's good to see. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. So um, I thought, Ray, what we would do, uh, I don't want to talk about the face-off rule because that's dumb and preseason games are whatever. I'm not panicking about the Leafs 0-2 right now. I'm still in a good spot. Um, why don't we yep. preview the teams? Um, go through each team. Uh, we'll do Western Conference today. We'll do Eastern Conference next week. A few thoughts. I have a few questions uh, about each and every team in the league, and our listeners can uh, find out what you think about everybody and everything. And uh, and that might be fun to do because it'll cover everybody and kind of you know set the season up a little bit. So let's do that. Sure. Let's let's get at it. I won't really ask for predictions, Ray, because I mean injuries and what if a goalie gets hurt? You're, you're sunk. If Freddie Anderson, for example, gets hurt with the Leafs, they're sunk and that's you know know, or what happens if a goalie you know a a team comes out of nowhere which somebody will Uh and then um um you know that the team that comes out of nowhere has a goaltender that has a career year or Mm -hmm. three guys that have great years i mean it's the league's so close it's the prediction stuff for me is it's just guessing anyway. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, all right, let's go Western Conference this show. Like I said, Pacific Division. We'll start with Anaheim. Uh, Ryan Kessler out for a while. Hampus Lindholm, Sammy Vatnin out for a while uh, to start the year. Perry Getzloff kind of uh, uh, off years last year. Um, some question marks with this team. They looked so good last year, but definitely some question marks with this team. Uh, they're going to have to rely on Gibson to uh, the goalie Gibson to start. Well, um, you know, Anaheim is a, a pretty interesting team. They're they're an older team up front. Their forwards are older. Their defense is really young and really mobile. They've got a young goaltender in John Gibson who's had all kinds of groin and hip problems. Um, he came up to Vancouver. Uh, this summer where um, there's a renowned hip and groin specialist that mm-hmm. um, a lot of athletes, basketball players, and uh, Mike Smith from who now the Calgary Flames came up here a couple years ago after his groin surgery, um, and they train and rehab. And, you know, so Gibson's trying to, um, you know, trying to prep himself yep. best he can for a healthy year. They signed Ryan Miller as a backup. Um, Miller's an upgrade on uh, Jonathan Bernier, I believe, and so um, you know they they feel like they're okay in goal. The the loss of Kessler will be into December. Um, he had hip surgery. He's getting older, so there's question mark about his return. But he had an unreal year last year. Mm-hmm. Hampus Lindholm and Sammy Vatnin, um, you know they're they're going to be into November. I they have so many young defensemen in Anaheim. They look like a team that we thought last year they would trade a defenseman uh, for a forward, and yeah. I still, I mean, I I feel that is something that might happen. I I still think they're a very very good team. Um, I I wouldn't want to 
I wouldn't want to think that they're ever a um, you know a simple out in a playoff series. Mm-hmm. The guy that has to rebound for them though is Perry. I mean Getzlaff. I'll disagree with you. I think Getzlaff had a real good year last okay. year. He had a lot lot of assists. Um, he, he played with a consistency that hasn't been there a little bit in the past couple of years. Perry got 19 goals. Is is he a 30 goal guy again? Yep. They kind of need him to be. And um, you know I I I like Anaheim. I think they're a, I think they're a very good team. Yeah, um, they always seem to get it done, right? They figure it out. Somebody steps up. They got they well they're they're bigger. Mm-hmm. They're they've got an edge to them. They've been together for a while. Most of them, you know, they added Patrick Eves late last year, who did really well with with Getzlaff. And by having that, you're a lot, you know you're able to mm-hmm. keep uh, Ricard Raquel on a different line in a different role. And Raquel can you know had 33 goals last year and. Um, you know, he's one of their very good young players, Jakob Silverberg being another. Uh, those are two of their younger forwards, but it's at their defense where their strength is. And Nick Ritchie should be better. He's kind of emerging, right? Yeah, I mean, with the young guys, it's always, you know, you're, you wait, you wait, you wait. Yep, and yeah. <laughs> some of them hit earlier than others. Uh, Ritchie is a, Ritchie's a good player. He's a giant of a kid. Yep. Six foot four, and he's got good hands. He's you know, they see him as a guy that can play with Getzlaff. Mm-hmm. They see him as a guy that can provide offense. And he had some inconsistencies, which young guys will have. Hell, veteran guys have them. But um, he seems like he got enough experience, he got enough success that he probably feels pretty good about where he is right now. Uh, all right, Arizona. Uh, Arizona Coyotes. I, I think I'm over calling them Phoenix. It's been a year. I'm still calling the Chargers San Diego, though. You know, so that could be a yeah, problem. They really packed them in in LA oh, the other day, didn't they? What a move! Two teams that you know nobody. Crazy? There used to be a time where you said the NFL does everything right. Yeah. Right now, they get just about everything wrong. That's probably a good point. Really, right? <laughs> what have they gotten right? Um, so Dave Tippett's out. Mike Smith is out. Shane Doan is out. Um, what do you make of uh, of Arizona? Oh, they're better for sure. I think Rick Talkett will do a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, as as the head coach, he's uh, you know he's paid his dues. He's been around a winning place in Pittsburgh, and you know was really trusted and leaned upon by Mike Sullivan. I think he'll do a good job, and he's been really aggressive. Uh, you talked about the guys that are missing, yep, or you know that are gone. Yep. But they brought in Derek Stepan. Uh, they brought in um, uh, Nick Jalmerson, and then just traded for Jason Demers on defense. Yes, yeah, so it. I think their defense is. Really, probably as good as anybody's, you know, may, maybe a little bit behind Calgary, but uh, in the West, mm-hmm. but I think they're I think they're much improved. The key for them is their young guys, you know, Perlini and Keller and Domi and Duclair and you know uh, Strom, mm-hmm. Lawson, Kraus, um, Christian Dvorak, uh, Chikrin. How much do they have this year? Because they got a pile of young talent yep. that's really good. Now, can they gel this year? New coach, new system, new players. It seems like a lot, but I think they're. I think they can be a, a much improved team. And they're hoping that Anti Ranta becomes like the next Cam Talbot or Martin Jones, a backup with numbers. And here's your full time shot. Yeah, and you know what? I I don't know that I agree with that. You know, that, like I don't know if I agree that that they can do that or that he can do that. Yep. I think I think he's he's better than just a 
than a guy that you would slot in as your backup only. I think he's better than that, but I don't know how much better. He's going to play with a bunch of young guys in front of him. He's not going to play with the Rangers in front of him. Right. And, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. Now, when Talbot left, he struggled in the first month in Edmonton, and uh, Anders Nilsson actually was the starter for a while. Then Talbot took over and, Mm -hmm. you know, had a good second half, and then last year he was just brilliant. Uh, what do you think of Clayton Keller? Uh, I put on my notes, which I'm sure you studied deeply, Ray, by the way, all my notes I made that I sent to you. Sure. Um, Clayton Keller, what do you think of, uh, could this kid be a rookie of the year? Oh, you said we weren't going to do any predictions. Oh, I know, done. but I'm, I mean, right. is he, he going to be one? Is I think he, he, yeah, I think, he's an, I think he's a player that can make an impact. Yeah, okay. Um, now, how much of an impact? I'm not sure. I watched him at the World Junior Tournament. He, you know, he's got the... There's a couple of different small guy builds. You know, you can be built like Johnny Goodrow, yep. which Keller is. You know, thin. Um, you know, yes. uh, yeah. not you know, very shifty. Yep. Um, or you can be a small guy like Tyler Johnson and Marty St. Louis used mm-hmm. to be, and that's much more squat. Max Domi. Yep. You know, squat. You get over top of the puck. You can protect the puck better. Uh, Keller's high end skill. He's got a little bit of chippiness to him. Uh, which I like mm-hmm. uh, because I, you know, I don't know. It's just I can see that when he doesn't have the puck, he's going to fight a little bit to get it back. And um, I know they're really excited about him. I, I really liked them last year. Uh, all right, Calgary Flames. Uh, is this the best decor in the league? Um, I don't. You know, I mean, the league is. Yeah. You know, you you. I haven't really gone. You know, I haven't gone through. You know, team to team to team. Sure. I don't. I don't see anybody that is. That is better. Yeah, I mean Giordano and Dougie Hamilton are are going to form a, a really really good top pair for them. They played very well when they were together last year. Um, they pick up Travis Hamanuk in a trade um, with the Islanders, and yep. um, you know don't really give up anything off their roster. And now they play him with TJ Brody. I think that pair will work really well. So that slides Michael Stone into their third pair. I'm like Michael Stone was really good for them last year. Um, I, the goaltending will be better with Mike Smith. I'm not so sure about Eddie Lack. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was good in Vancouver, really struggled in Carolina. Um, you know, last year they were dead in the middle, goals for and goals against. They were 17th. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think they can be better. Um, I think that defense is something they can really, really lean on, really hang their hat on. And um, there, there's not... Put it this way: There's not three guy, three teams in the league with better defense than than Calgary. Right, right. Um, Sam Bennett, waiting on him, right? They are. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the tough things that happens to some of these young guys is they come in. Uh, you know, Bennett's a natural centerman. Uh, they played him on the wing. Then he goes back to center. Then he goes back to the wing, and I think they lose themselves a little bit in that. Um, you know, Bennett's added some weight. Um, which I, I believe will help him. Um, he's not, 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 uh, not everybody that adds weight is it helpful, but I think it will be for Bennett. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you'll see him more in the middle of the ice, which I, which I believe will be a help for him, um, you know, kind of playing one position instead of bouncing back and forth. I don't like the Mike Smith ad. I know you just said you did. And I think he, uh, Brian Elliott, I know we saw those goals in the playoffs, but Brian Elliott's numbers – once they kind of got out of that funk, 
were solid. Yeah, you mean from the start. So, so you're saying everything but the start of the year and the end of the year was good. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think Mike Smith's an upgrade on that. Okay, we'll see. He's 35. You know, it's not like Brian Elliott's 24. No, no, true. And um, you know, I, yep. I, I just, you know, it's the second straight year that they're going to start with brand new goaltending. Mm-hmm. You know, and so obviously, well. In case people don't know, Brad Treleving came from Arizona yep. uh, when he was hired as a general manager in Calgary. Um, very familiar with Smith. Um, you know, he's. I think he's a. He used to be an elite guy. I think he's just below that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he can be very good. I still think he's got. I think he's got a couple of years left in him for sure. Uh, without getting into the predictions like we talked about, but a lot of analytic guys like Calgary to rebound. Do you think they'll be? More of a player this year than they were last year. I mean, they were good after they got out of that funk, but yeah, I mean, they are they taking you know, they a step had 35 up? Thirty-five wins last year, ninety-four points. Mm-hmm. Um, I I see them as a team that can approach a hundred points. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, or they maybe get a little. Maybe they'll get a little more out of Sam Bennett. Maybe Hamannick helps balance that defense out because don't forget they didn't get Michael Stone until late in the year. Right. And you know, so their defense was. They were kind of, you know, it was a bit of a moving target last year on the blue line. All right, Edmonton, uh, Eberle out, Ryan Strom in is a, is a trade they made over the summer and waiting on Ryan Strom to see what he can be. Dreisaitl, of course, got the contract. Uh, McDavid is the best player in the league. But to start, Ray, maybe you know, I haven't seen, are they trying to put Dreisaitl as a second-line center or does he start with McDavid? No, he'll... I, Everything that I understand, he'll start in the middle. Okay. And, um, you know, I mean, I think that would be their preference. Um, it, it looks like Strom is going to start on the right side with McDavid. And uh, Patrick Maroon, who is, you know, yeah. had a career year, 27 yeah. goals on the left side with, with McDavid. So that'll be that line to start. Um, Lucic will be with, uh, with Dreisaitl. And uh, I believe they're going to try Drake uh, Kajula. Uh, I like him because Yula came out of college last year. He's a, I don't know if he's a top six guy, but mm-hmm. I think he can be, I think he can be an offensive player. And playing with Drysital, um, you get yourself open. You're going to get the puck. That leaves them with uh, Jokinen and Ryan Nugent Hopkins on their third line. Yep. And then they got a little bit of a hole there that they're going to work around and see who they've got there. And um, you know their fourth line, Mark Latest, who had 16 or 17 goals last year. And um, and Zach Cassian kind of resuscitated his career, and so they're I think they're in good shape. They're going to miss. Um, I mean, they're in good shape up front. They're yeah. going to miss. Um, uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, oh. the Andre Sakara. They're going to miss him for until almost December. Um, that's a big loss for him on the blue line. He's an experienced guy along with Chris Russell, but he's a pretty smooth player, pretty simple player. I think they'll miss him a lot. But my questions for Edmonton are, yeah, you know, like they had such a big improvement, 33 points or so. You know, what is the improvement? Is it getting your goals against down? Well, they were eighth in the league. They're, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's pretty good. Um, they scored 240 goals or eighth in the league. You know, like they, I don't know. There were 103 points last year. I think they're probably around the same this year, maybe a little bit less, but um, – for years in Edmonton, like Toronto, there was nothing but gloom around them. Now everybody's crazy excited, and they should be. Like, why shouldn't you be excited if you're in Edmonton? 
You didn't mention uh, Jesse Puliarvi. What do you think? Has not had a good camp apparently. Okay. And, All right. uh, um, oh boy. You know, I I know. You know, this this starts to get people to get their shorts in a knot. But <laughs> man, the kid's 19 years old. If he goes to the American League and and plays there, I it's not a catastrophe, not by a long shot. Means he's a little slower developing than they thought he was going to be, mm-hmm. or than the public thought he was going to be. Yeah, I wouldn't think myself. I wouldn't think anything less of him as a prospect if he goes to the American League. He's 19 years old. Yeah, you know, he's just he's just a kid. Fans just see Line A, and they well, why not? Right, but everybody's yeah, he different. He right. couldn't. He, they couldn't get Line A. Right, right. But I'm saying like so, every, everybody's different. They all develop differently. But people are like, right. well, why can't he be Line A? Well, because you know. He's just not because he's not right, right. And you, you know, he's and there. I I think highly of Puglia Yarvi as as a prospect. I mm-hmm. I still think, and it's goofy to say I still think he's played one year, <laughs> his first transitional year to North America. Um, I think it'll be. Um, I think in in eighteen months, you know, people won't be talking about this. I think he's. I think he'll be a productive NHL player. And hey, Jokinen helps in the shootouts. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Jokinen also helps. You know, he's a better face-off guy. They're not a great face-off team. He's, um, he had a down year in Florida, but um, I, I still think he's got a little bit of juice left. Not a lot, yeah. but I think, he's, uh, I think he'll rebound. He had a long year last year, um, you know, played in the World Cup. Um, when you get to be 35 years old, all this extra games doesn't help you out much. Right. Uh, L.A. Kings, all right, so the once, uh, you know, the – two-time cup winner here. Um, who's going to score for them? Uh, Ansi Kopitar has to rebound. Quick will be healthy, which, you know, he missed 50 games or whatever. Um, thoughts on the Kings? Well, it, I mean, they, they made the change and uh, general manager and coach. And, you know, Rob Blake is a new GM. They um, they brought in Pierre Turgeon to help coach the forwards. Uh, I played with Pete and mm-hmm. with the Islanders. He's a a really smart guy. He's very creative. Um, you know, I think if the players understand and embrace what he's what he's looking at, I think he can help. Um, you know, they bring John Stevens in as a coach, maybe a little less conservative than Daryl Sutter. He wants his defense more involved in the rush, even though Daryl wanted them involved. Stevens might be a little bit yep. more liberal with that. But you know, they they had two players last year that had 16 or more goals. Like that's yeah, you not, cannot win. It's not going to cut it. You know, I mean, their their goals against they gave up two hundred and one goals against, and they scored one hundred and ninety nine. Kopitar had twelve goals. Toffoli was hurt, but had only sixteen. They bring in Mike Camilleri. Um, their their power play was dead in the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can you get blood out of a rock? It's not it's not easy to go find scoring, um, and that's really the question. I mean, their their focus is offense. Yep. Um, they needed a little bit of a a culture change, um, and I think they've they've got that. But I don't see them as a team that's that can't be a playoff team. They give up so few goals; they're so hard to play against. If they can find twenty more goals, you know, a goal yeah. every four games, and they keep their goals against where it is, I think they'll make the playoffs. I funny over the summer, I thought Marion Gabrick was going to be Joffrey Lupold, and. He's not right. He's on the team. He's playing. Um, well, he's he's not in China with them right yeah. now. He's uh, he's back in L.A. practicing, and so 
So that's good news after off-season surgery for them. And right. If he's healthy, you know, you're you're looking at 20 more goals. That's what I was saying. Like he can score. We've seen it. So, you know, I just I don't know what his status was. It's very strange. Well, he was injured and hurt, right. or injured and needed surgery, and he's kind of like a well-tuned racehorse. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't quite right, so they didn't take him out of the barn. That's kind of what it was like. Um, and how about Drew Doughty's comments about uh, Sutter? Yeah, it was time. <laughs> it was time. Yeah, Drew was pretty honest in that article. <laughs> he was. And then he backtracked, though. I hate that. I can't stand that. Everybody, he said, I just want to win cups or whatever. And then the next the next day, uh, Drew Doughty says he just wants to win cups in L.A. It's like, stop it. You know? Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess guys think that right. takes takes the sting off what he said but i didn't I, I didn't read it any other way the first time either I yeah mean, yeah whatever so he wants to win cops well good for him and who shouldn't right exactly right uh san jose sharks they lost patrick Marlowe. uh joe thornton's got us talk about scoring joe thornton hopefully will score some more um not a lot of changes um from a from a pretty good team uh what's your thoughts on san jose I don't really have a great feel for what the Sharks are going to be. Now, mm-hmm. they, they do a terrific job of drafting and signing players that are under the radar. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, they got uh, Melker Carlson. Kind of came out of nowhere and became a factor for them. You're like, man, I wonder where they found him. Right. Right? Like, every year they have a player or two that might, um, that might give them a little pop. You know, they've got a, a defenseman, Tim Heed. He's 165 or 70 pounds. Got a cannon for a shot. Scored in the first preseason game. Like, can he make their power play a little better mm-hmm. if he can stick? You know that. Like, is that you know is that something that can happen? Yeah. Um, they feel like to me though a team in transition. You know, like yeah. without Marlowe, Thornton's coming back after major surgery, and he's just on a one-year deal. Um, you know, I. Like I said, I don't have a great feel for them yet. And um, and I think part of it is they return most of the same team. Yep. And they seemed a little un- underwhelming to me from the team that went to the Stanley Cup final the year before. I- I'm with you. When I was making my notes, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They can't be better because they lost Marlowe, but they do find dudes and some guys we never heard of will come up. So, you know, Martin They do Jones, it every year. Yeah. The scouting yeah. staff does must do a terrific job because they find players all the time. All right, your Vancouver Canucks, your hometown Vancouver Canucks. Um, I think no one cares what I think that much, but let me let me weigh in here. I just they they need to bottom out, they need to rebuild, and signing these guys like Delzato and Vanek and Gagne are just enough, in my opinion, to put you in that fifth, sixth, seventh, last in the league. Instead of bottoming out, that's how I see these guys. They, you know, I, what do you think? Well, I guess the argument to that would be that you know, even if you finish at the bottom, look what happened in the lottery last year. Sure, um, that you don't get the top pick. Right. If you talk about bottoming out, there's not many more places that the Canucks can go than where they are. They were 29th in goals for, 29th or 25th in goals against, 29th on the power play, 28th on the penalty kill. Like that's as much yeah. crappiness as you can get. <laughs> but I think you know, these the guys. The only other place be, yeah. you can go for more crappiness, we'll talk about them in a minute, <laughs> and, and that's Colorado. <laughs> so signing these veterans, the uh, the thought is that instead of just throwing a bunch of kids into the lineup, yep, these guys will become placeholders for those kids 
to develop. As I look at their roster, the only real young player that I see making it right out of camp is Brock Besser. Yeah, he scored on he scored a, the other day, a really nice one. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got three and two games and mm-hmm. got a just a fabulous release. Um he's got a real patience about him the way he plays. I really I really think he's a terrific young player. But the rest of them, um the young guys, I think they're probably better served playing some games in the American League and then pushing on these veterans. Mm-hmm. Not the doors already open, but you push on these veterans and so you get you get your opportunity through merit. And I think that's what they're that's, they're trying to do. Sure. Um I think they're three years behind where they should be. Right. You've said they that they finally yeah. got to the finally got to the rebuild, finally got to the point they're at now and I think they should have been there three years ago, but yeah. <laughs> I you know, I wasn't in charge. Uh Thomas Vanek, a late signing. Thomas Vanek. Yeah, you yeah. know what Vanek will probably get forty five or fifty points. Yeah. You know, he does it all the time. He's a really good passer. Now, I don't know that you're gonna expect Vanek to turn your season around if you're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's never been that type of guy. He's he can be wildly inconsistent, but he can he can score and he can pass. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts the year out on you know in some form in the middle six of their lineup, either playing with Bull Horvat or Brandon Sutter. Uh, we're a long way off from the next season, right? But uh, the Sedin uh, brothers uh, last year, their deals. Do they retire? Do they resign? They go year by year from here on out with Vancouver. Uh, I think year by year. Yep. Um, they don't want to go anywhere else. They love it here. They've, yep. they've made it very clear they don't want to go anywhere else. I mean, if they get 30 points this year, then there will be no other year. If they get 50, <laughs> right. then they'll sign them again. Yeah. And I think they'll, be, I think they'll get 50 points. Yeah, hard to see them drop. I mean, they're not, they're not top elite guys anymore, but, I mean, they got a lot of pride. they got a lot of skill still. You know what I mean? They, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, I, don't, I never really worry about them too much, but mm-hmm. they're not what, you know, like anybody, they're not what you used to be. They're not, mm-hmm. you're not 26, you're 36, as Daniel said. Uh, Jacob Markstrom? How are you? What are you thinking? Number one guy now. Uh, kind of, they've been waiting for him for a little bit. Now it's his. Yeah, I'm not sold. Not sold. No, I, I don't. I'm not sold that he's a number one guy. And I'll I'll give you an example. When I watched, even as a 16 year old, and then a 17 year old, I watched Andre Vasilevsky play mm-hmm. at the World Junior, and I said that is a number one goalie. And I don't I don't do that very often with goalies. Yep. Because they all kind of look the same to me. I'm like. That guy's a number one goalie. Markstrom, I find too many holes in him. Um, pucks go through him. Pucks get over him when he's six foot four. Mm-hmm. I still think he's not too young to develop into that. He's going to get this opportunity this year without Ryan Miller. Anders, Anders Nilsson's the other goaltender, and um, he'll get an opportunity to you know to grab the ball. It's early, but how's Jake Vertanen's camp so far? What are they saying? Ah. Uh, Let's see. I, I guess he's he's lighter. Okay. He skated well. He played one really good exhibition game and one meh, so so one. Yep. Um, he's on the fringes of the roster for sure, but they've got these older guys here now, and he might have to start in the American League. Uh, if he makes it, he might have to start as the thirteenth forward. You know, it's not. He's not going to be gift wrapped anything. That's yep. for sure. Yeah. Uh, his well, he's got a little leg up with the you know Travis Green taking over, but um, that could also well, be well, negative. Here's the thing, though, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got. You mean because he played for him? Yeah. That yeah. could also be a leg down. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, because he's seen you up close. Yep. Yep. Um, 
my next next team up in the Pacific Division, my Vegas Golden Knights. I'm going to the first preseason game on uh, on Tuesday here in town. Um, their Twitter feed is bugging me though. My wife likes it. I don't like it so much. I don't like the the Twitter feed. Twitter feed is good. It's funny. You mean the smart ass stuff. Yeah, they're taking it a little far. I get it. They're trying to be funny, but I don't know. I'm just. I told my wife today that's going to bite them. Media and teams are going to say, "Hey, back off." You know. That's well, all. Comedy's hard, and it is so. And, and you know, and so if you do it right, I think it's refreshing and kind of yep. funny, and yep. nobody I, really takes it serious right now. When Vegas gets better, if they're still being, you know, yeah. smart asses on Twitter, yeah. that's where maybe you'd have to yeah. tone it down. But right now, I think it's just fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a small, small thing to start. Uh, what's your take on them? Um, I guess they've, you know, James Neal's got to score. Marcia So is going to have to score. Marcia So, how do you say that? I've always screwed that up. Marcia So. Marcia So, okay, yeah. Uh, he'll have to score. Uh, Shipachev, right? Shipachev. You like this guy. I like Shipachev. Yep. I don't know how he'll do here. Right, but um, over there you, you like him. <laughs> very good passer. Very creative player. Uh-huh. But he's 35 years old and he's never played in North America. Yep. And so there's always the wild card to that. And you can scout him, and you can talk to him, and you can get as good a feel as you can, but he's still got to come over here and play. And, and I don't know how quickly he'll adjust. I don't know if he'll adjust. I don't know how anybody would know, uh, but he's highly skilled. Mm-hmm. These guys will be better than your Atlanta Thrashers. If they have skates, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but the but the goal should be, and I think it is, the goal should be to be bad. That's what you got to do, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're looking at your first-round picks, and, mm-hmm. you know, Glass looked really good in the exhibition game up here in Vancouver. Looked, you know, pretty slick and mm-hmm. looked sure of himself. But, you know, you don't, you don't want to finish 10th from the bottom. No. That does you no good. Nope. Um, I, I don't think they will. Um, but I, you know, I don't, I don't think they're going to be a, a horrendous team. You know, I, yep. they, they've got, I mean, why can't they, they'll win 25 games somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Flurry gives um, them a hell of a shot. I think, you know, I mean, they got 11 defensemen, so they got to do something about that. Um, I would think, you know, one or two of them would go mm-hmm. in rather short order, but it's, uh, I don't know. I I see everything is kind of positive so far for them. They're right. They look organized. They looked like they're confident in what they're doing. Um, there's just going to be some some bumps, some pretty big bumps in the road. Absolutely. All right. Central Division. Let's move on to that. Chicago Blackhawks. Um, I saw Joel Quenville and Stan Bowman had a side by side press conference and said they're on the same page and everything's great. Um, they fired, uh, according to what I read, um, they fired uh, um, Mike Kitchen, who was accused buddy, and they, he didn't want to lose uh, some of the players that he lost, like Halmerson, Jalmerson. Um, Scott Darling's gone. Hosa is on the injured reserve. He'll be gone all year. What do you make of the Blackhawks? Well, you know, you, you point to Hosa, which is a loss, but mm-hmm. also Panarin is gone. Yep. Um, I look at the Hawks and I... I just marvel at the transition that's happened since they've won their Stanley Cups. And, you know, this year, you know, Brandon Saad is back. Connor Murphy's there from Arizona. He came in the yep. um, in the trade for um, uh, in the trade for Jalmerson. Yep. Um, Lance Bulma signed from Calgary. They brought Patrick Sharp back. They got Tommy Wingles. 
They got Jan Ruta as a defenseman from the Czech Republic. They got Cody France in there on a on a PTO among others. They're going to have a new backup goalie. Like holy smokes, it's like it's not even the Blackhawks anymore. Yeah, and you know how quickly they can mesh them all together um, will be interesting. Um, some of these players will work out, some of them won't. Um, they've got you know a lot of young guys that are probably pretty close to pushing for jobs, but um, they, it's not like they're going to go away and not be very good. Um, you know they had what they have over 100 points last year, 109, and um, I don't think they'll get there this year, but mm-hmm. I see them high 90s or 100 points again. I didn't like the Panarin trade for Saad, getting Saad back in Chicago, but then I, when you read about Saad and looked at his stats and everything, he had quietly a decent year in Columbus. Um, he, did, he did. Yeah, his contract is more affordable. Sure, you know because Panarin's like legit, like he's really good. But I get what yeah, they were trying to do. You've got to fill out your roster. You've got to have yep. enough money to sign other guys, and yep. you know Saad's under longer contract control, and that played a lot into it too. Yep. Uh, the other thing I would say is. When they when they played Nashville last year, they got swept. They did the last two games. They really didn't. When they didn't have the puck, yep. they really didn't have it. They didn't get it back. <laughs> and so I think that's where they feel that Sod can be very helpful. Right, Sod will go into a corner and get the puck. Panarin, and he's big. Yeah, you know Panarin's not. Yeah, Panarin needs someone to get him the puck. Right. He might be a really good fit in Columbus. All right, next up, uh, my pick for most improved team in the league. Not not a really a shock, Ray. Um, Dallas Stars. Uh, Hitch yeah, is went out on a limb there. I know, you? I know. Hitch is back, and if there's one thing Hitch can do, I really believe it. he can coach. He can coach the shit out of a team. He, he this is going to be good. Ben Bishop is the new goalie. Radulov, Mathot, uh, Martin Hansel, all added. Um, I really like Dallas to rebound. Uh, so does everybody else, like you said. But um, I, I think this is going to be really good. Well, I mean, they they should be a, a better team offensively. They were just 16th, but Tyler Sagan will be healthy from the beginning of the year. George, Jamie Benn is healthy from mm-hmm. the beginning of the year. Um, Matthias Janmark, who's a really good player, they lost him at the beginning of the year last year. So they lost three forwards right out of the gate. Um, they add Radulov, they add Hansel, and they add uh, Tyler Pitlick. So if you look at their lineup, if you include um, Ben and Sagan, um, that's two, three, four, five, six new forwards this year. Mm-hmm. So I th- their goal scoring will go up. Defensively, they were a train wreck because it was like the goalies didn't wear equipment. The goaltending sucked. <laughs> yeah, they were not good. Year. Yep. So they bring in Ben Bishop. Um, they've got Hitchcock, who defensively uh, has always been really strong. He wants, you know, he's he says he's evolved in the way that they defend where in the past you could sit back and smother people. He wants aggressive, hunt the puck, um, play more time in the offensive zone. So that should help their offense, and it'll help their defense as well. They gave up 260 goals last year. Their penalty killing was dead last. Um, If they improve that by 35 goals Mm -hmm. and score 20 more goals, you go from 79 to 100 points. Yep. You know, like, I think Dallas is going to be really good, too. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, it's not exactly a hot take. That's for sure. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, Bishop is good still. He's uh, older, but he's, he's definitely solid. You know, he'll be better well, than those guys. He's certainly better so. than what they had. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, But it's also an important year for their relevance in the market. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know they've, they've got to, they've got to you know, be a winning team to establish notoriety in the Dallas Cowboys market. 
You just have to be. And last two years ago they were. Last year they faded. Now they got to jump back again. Yep. And Hitch, what do you? What's the over under on Hitch? Two years? He's already getting older. He gets on people's nerves after a while. Yeah, a couple <laughs> years for sure. A couple years of Hitch, and uh, yeah, and, he'll be um, and then he might get tired of the players and vice versa, or yep. or maybe there's a kinder, gentler Hitch somehow. Maybe. He'd Took some more time to read some more Civil War stuff. He loves well, it. Well, Hitch War did stuff. a hell of a job in St. Louis. He really yeah. did. Yep. And then the time came and they had to make a move. But it wasn't like he was a two-year guy there, you know. And so we'll see, but I think he'll do a really good job. Uh, Minnesota Wild, uh, great year last year. Um, they really, really uh, did well. Um, not a lot of changes. Uh, Devin Dubnik still has to do it again, uh, though he you know, faded a little bit near the end of the year. Uh, what's your outlook for these guys? I hope Gabby. I really like Boost Boudreaux uh, as a guy. Anyways, he seems like a really cool guy. Um, I hope they do something. Well, they, they did make some change. I mean, they traded Jason Palmanville to Buffalo um, along with Marco Scandella. That, some of that, a lot of that was cap. Mm-hmm. And uh, they picked up Tyler Ennis and Marcus Foligno. Uh, they, they signed uh, Matt Cullen. Um, who's coming back home to Minnesota. He's a Minnesota guy. Um, you know, Parisi's had trouble with his back again. Yeah. He had trouble last year. That's, that's a concern for them. But I, I think it's a, it's a very good team. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it, it's a team without a superstar up front. They do it more by committee, but um, they've got some very good players. Um, um, Granlund is, is really good. Uh, had a big year last year. Mm-hmm. Zucker had a big year. They'll play with Koivu. Uh, Niederreiter had a breakout year for him. Uh, Joel Eriksson-Eck is a 20-year-old who yeah. they think can hold their third-line center spot. He'd be with, like, Felino and Charlie Coyle. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good team. Yeah, Eck is getting a, quietly some, some talk about, you know, stepping in and doing really well this year. He, he came in last year late and... Yep, I mean, they got another youngster, Luke Cunning, mm-hmm. uh, from the University of Wisconsin, who's a very good player. It seems unlikely to me that they'd keep both Cunning and uh, Erickson Eck. Um, you know, so that, in, you know, it would probably mean Cunning goes to Iowa to start. Um, but they're, they've still got an excellent defense. Uh, their top four is outstanding. Um, you know, I, Brodeen, Suter, Dumba, mm-hmm. yeah. Spurgeon, I mean, that's yeah, a, great. Great backhand. That, that's a real, real solid defense, and um, I, I think they're a very good team again. Uh, all right, Nashville, uh, of course, all the way to the Cup final last year. Uh, Ryan Ellis out until December with a knee uh, surgery, ACL, I believe. Uh, James Neal went to Vegas. Mike Fisher retired. Um, uh, what do you think? What do you think of the Preds? Well, they they bring in Nick Bonino and they bring back Scotty Hartnell. They they got. Yemelin from Montreal to Vegas mm-hmm. uh, because Ellis is out of the lineup. I mean, it's, there's not much not to like about their team. They're going to get Kevin Fiala back. Uh, Fiala's a terrific young forward who broke his femur last year and missed all of the playoffs. Um, but he'll be back and is healthy. Um, you know, it might take him some time to get going. Uh, Arvidsson had 33 goals. Forsberg had 33 goals. Uh, you know, they, they play the finals without Ryan Johansson, their number one center. It's a really good team. Um, as good as anybody in the West now. They're going to miss Ellis. And I guess the other question for me would be, eventually the wheels are going to fall off a little bit on Pecorine, and can UC Soros carry the backup load? Mm-hmm. He'll have to play more than he did last year. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Do you think I saw a Hartnell thing, and I'm like, does he have anything left? You know, uh, for the role, I mean, he had a good year in uh-huh. um, in that in uh, Columbus on the fourth line. I'm sure he'll be in a you know a limited role like that. He he's big. He can play plays net front on the power play. He's a he's a good guy. They like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and good guy means a lot as you get older in your career. Like you understand your role. You don't take up too much air in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think he'll do. He can be an effective player for them. Uh, all right. Winnipeg Jets, my hometown. Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Steve Mason was, uh, I, I mean, I guess, sure, yeah. What do you think of this Steve Mason ad? Um, I'm just okay on it. Yeah. I mean, he, uh. There always seems to be a little drama around him. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and so we'll see. Uh, you know, he, he's never really embraced the two-goalie stuff. He always thinks he's the number one guy, and when he doesn't play, he's got a little bit of, you know, got a little bit of pout to him, um, but Connor Hellebuck's there, and yeah. at the very best, it's going to be a two-man job. Uh, they bring in Kulikov from Buffalo uh, to to add to the blue line, but they also get Tyler Myers back. Yeah, you know, Myers missed most of the year um, at a a knee and hip surgery, and um, then he had groin problems, and he had some you know some personal stuff that he had to take care of. He's a twenty-five minute night a night guy. And so this is a this is a big addition for them again. Um, you know, Mark Shifley is a star. Yeah, um, they got great. Patrick Lyonnais, of course, and Nick Ehlers is a terrific player. I think Blake Wheeler is one of the fifty best players in the league. Really? Um, really? Oh, yeah. yeah, you're that stoked on Wheeler? Okay, I, I like Wheeler. I think he does just about everything well. And um, for them, it's all about their defense. They can score. Mm-hmm. They're seventh in the league in goals for, and they were twenty seventh in goals against. I mean, it don't have to be. You don't. Uh, you don't put you that don't more. Have to on, dig too deep into that to say where can this team improve. You don't put more of that on the goaltending like a Dallas situation, or do you think it's the whole thing? You know, uh, it's the whole thing. Okay. They don't. They don't defend very well. The goalies had a terrible year, and they were probably too young to try and carry what they needed them to carry. Uh, Kyle Connor breakthrough this year. You think? Is he stick? And I, I. You know what? I always have a tough time with the kids because. Mm-hmm. As I said earlier, some come through quicker than others. Connor's a terrific player. Yes, yeah. uh, I think he should make it. Um, but where does he play? If you look at the top six, I don't. There's no room for him. So does he play with Adam Lowry and maybe Joel Armia on their third yeah. line? You know, maybe. But there's not a lot of room. Yeah. So you know he's going to have to fight a little bit for for ice time. And the the Jets are going to hope that Steve Mason takes you know that that Hellebuck emerges a little bit and Mason you know it becomes a number two they they would be stoked with that but then like you said maybe Mason doesn't handle that that well it's only a one year deal I believe but, yeah you know, you know no it's a two year deal oh it's a two year deal okay yeah so um, yeah I mean he he's had stretches where he's been fantastic and you know they they needed an upgrade in goal for sure uh, well then, you know so that's the bet they made. Were you surprised, like I was, at the extension for Paul Maurice? Um, maybe a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit. You know, I'm. I mean, it it becomes nothing but a distraction if you let him to get into the last year of his contract. Every two game winning streak or three game losing streak, the media is asking, "What do you think about your contract?" 
Um, you know, they extended him for two years. It's not ten. Yeah. And so um, I always picture yeah. the Jets watching their dollars, though, really good, and then so them being like, "Hey, we're really like Toronto." Be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just pay him out. Like we don't care." You know what I mean? But I picture the right. Jets being like, "No, no, no. We're in for two more with this guy." Because they watch the bottom line, you know, the bottom dollar. Well, they're going to have to pay somebody. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Right? You know, and right. um, they're obviously comfortable with Paul. I think he's a good coach, but they've got to show improvement because uh, on the defensive side, mm-hmm. because that's defensive stuff, penalty killing, that stuff a coach can impact. Um. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It'll be interesting. And Ray, you're going to be doing more. Uh, you're going to be doing jet games this year. I don't know how many you have on your schedule, but you're you're in. Yeah, I don't know exactly how many I got, um, but I am doing some jets games. I look forward to it. I like I like doing games from the uh, from the arena there. And um, I can set you up with some, you know, some great spots to hit. You know, I'll be in there night the game before gone the morning after. <laughs> All right, um, Same as I do for everywhere else. Yeah, really. Right at this point, you're like, yeah, I've been there. Like, like the Palomino is still going. I think, Ray. So I think oh come can, on! I think is it, it really? is. I think so. Um, good work. <laughs> you can still hit that up. That was a favorite back in the day. Um, all right, couple more teams. Uh, Paul Pocky podcast with Ray Ferrar from TSN. Uh, and I want to ask you before we wrap up about Yager and Iggy and if they find homes. Let's get, we'll save that for the end, though. Um, St. Louis is next. Uh, I like the Braden Shen for Yori uh, Letera. Letera. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like that move. That was really good. And, so, and trading Ryan Reeves for a first-rounder, although it would be late first-rounder with, with the Pittsburgh, uh, that's an awesome uh, deal as well. Uh, Jake Allen, two different years last year at some point in yeah, the year. They, so what do you get? Right? Yeah. That's right. What huge do you question get? for them. Um, they're going to start the year without Jay Bomeister and Alex Steen. I saw that today. Yeah, Boom. yeah. So both of them are out. You know, a minimum of three weeks, but sounds like closer to six. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't have Patrick Berglund, who had an excellent year last year till December. Uh, they'll get uh, Vladimir Sabatka for the full year. They've got some really good young kids. Uh, Jordan Cairo, I don't think is quite ready yet, but he's a speedster, really skilled. Um, but he's close. Um, they've they drafted a kid uh, Thomas that they really like, but then you know he won't go to to him right right now. They have another youngster, Samuel Blaze, uh, another talented kid. Um, they're a tough team to play against. They got a good defense. Uh, Allen will be a key for them. Um, I, I I picture this division as murderous as it was last year. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it should be interesting to see uh, what they do. Um, next up, Colorado. Well, I guess the tagline could be, hey, it can't get any worse, right? I mean, good God. They had the least number of points since your th- Thrashers. 30th in points, 30th in goals against, 30th in goals for, <laughs> 30th on the power play, 29th on penalty kill. Nail Yakupov. Is he the answer? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, though. They're so bad, and they're so far from being competitive. Uh You can add one guy, two guy, three guys, and you need to add four guys, five guys, six guys. You know, they've got this Duchesne debacle hanging around their neck. Um, Eventually, that's got to happen. You know, they've got to trade them because I don't see any way to salvage it. Were you surprised he reported and they they said no? No? Okay. No, I'm not surprised. I mean... 
you got you you got to play. I mean, holding out does nobody any good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even do you any good to hold out. It doesn't make you more marketable. He finished the year with three goals in 41 games. I'm sure teams are like, okay, was that just yeah. an aberration? Was that because he was mentally done in Colorado? But he's got to play. And if they can't trade him before the season, it's not going to get any easier to trade him. They're going into defense with three NHL defensemen. Plus, you know, with Eric Johnson, mm-hmm. Mark Barbario, and Tyson, Tyson Barry. Yeah. Then they've got Jared Cowan from the uh, from Ottawa and Toronto, who's on a PTO after missing all of last year. Then they've got uh, Alexei Mironov, who's a 25 year old rookie from the from Russia. They got their number one pick, Kale Maker, um, who I think is a, probably going to be a really good player. But man, don't do that to him now. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, they, they've got Begross, Chris Begross, who was a second-rounder a couple of years ago. They're a mess, man. Yeah. And, you know, the future is around Tyson Jost and, um, and Nathan McKinnon mm-hmm. and Mikko Rantanen. They've got some good young players, just not enough of them, and they're not even close. And like you said, for Deshane, like, what, like he, teams are like, I don't know how, we, how much we can give up for him. He looks great, but yeah, what's he got in the tank, right? I mean, well, he's, he's got lots in the tank. I mean, he's 26. No, I old. mean, just as far as like, he's going to have to get off to a good start. So then Colorado's like, okay, we need, now we can get two quality guys for him. Well, I, I mean, they're going to have to adjust what their, what their target is for, for Matt Duchesne. They're not going to get three pieces for him or, mm-hmm. you know, they, maybe they can get a, you know, a, a high pick and a, and a, NHL ready defenseman. It might not be as young as they want. It might be a 25 year old guy, not a 22 year old guy. Um, but three pieces for him, I think, is really difficult. Yep, like you said, can't get any worse. That's that's been the tagline. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right, before we wrap it up, that's the uh, Western Conference. The Eastern Conference will be next week. We'll go team by team again. Uh, thank you for listening. Does Yager or Iggy uh, Jerome Ginlan do they find homes? Ray, please tell me they do. Well, I, I think they will, but I don't. I don't think you're going to see anything until you know into November, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys get injured. Guys, you know, teams might have a you know a hole that springs up, and they feel that they can sign them to. Yep. I mean, these guys aren't going to go anywhere on a tryout. They're yeah. You know, they're both Hall of Fame players. They're you know they're going to be a lot more um, uh, a lot more cautious about where they might go than. Um, you know, than some younger guys might have to do. Yeah, but I, I, I do think at some point they end up in the league somewhere. Uh, I had to laugh at all the uh, Joffrey Lupul talk this week, just because we've been, we must have talked about that two or three times last year about like what are these guys doing, and 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 Lupul seems okay with it, and if he's not, then he's not doing anything. He finally came out and criticized the Leafs and then deleted the comment. But I, I had to laugh a little bit. It's like, yeah, we've been wondering about well, this. Well, but for a long I mean, time. If, if he wanted to play, yeah. There's a process for him to go through, and it's you know he doesn't want to. Right. I mean, my guess is he doesn't want to, or else he would have filed a grievance. He would have gone for a second opinion. Mm-hmm. He would have passed the physical, or you know, I, I, I don't know. He yep. whatever whatever went on in his head that day, he must have decided. You know what? I'm going to kick up some sand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Watch this, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he did. Yeah. No, he did. It was great. Um, got it. Got the whole news cycle for like two days in Toronto, which is you know yep. gold. Uh, all right, we're back, Ray. That's the first one. Uh, how's it feel? Oh, great! Fantastic. 
<laughs> like you've no, never. You know, I like it. I just, I just uh, like to bust your nuts. And, uh, I know. Um, uh, it's good. I'm glad to be back, and I appreciate everybody that listens and sends us comments. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Mm-hmm. Send us some questions if you want me to answer them. Um, make this as interactive as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Paul Pocky on uh, iTunes, uh, any kind of Droid app uh, that has podcast, uh, Stitcher app as well. Uh, each and every week, TSN's Ray Ferraro. We will uh, be talking about the game of hockey. I love it. I'm happy to be back. Thanks, Ray. You betcha. Take care. Talk to you.